I am truly glad that we know that God is here. That is an amazing reality that we as believers share in recognizing that in His Holy Spirit, He's right here with us. I've often wondered what it would have been like to be there with Peter and John and Andrew and the other disciples there sitting right in the presence of the Lord, but you're sitting right in the presence of the Lord right now. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Oh, but we do have some wonderful records of Jesus' conversations. In those last few days when he was here physically with us in this world, we've been reading about those in the last chapters of John chapter 21 after looking at his death on the cross, his resurrection. For the past several weeks, we've been reading through some of the conversations that Jesus had in those days after his resurrection, just before his ascension up into heaven. We're continuing a conversation this morning that he had with Peter in John chapter 21. Today we'll be focusing on verses 20. Through 23. I don't know about you, but I tend to worry about all the wrong things. <laughs> like when I'm driving. I, you know, I'll be driving along and the guy in front of me will be going five miles under the speed limit. While the guy behind me is wanting it to go 20 miles above the speed limit. <laughs> and I'm looking at the guy in the front of me through my windshield and, I, and I'm thinking, come on, buddy. We're not getting to the younger. <laughs> Either move it longer or move over all the way. And I'm looking at the guy behind me saying, hey, fella, I can't go any faster than the guy that's going in front of me while you're riding my bumper. Would you just wipe it off a little bit, give it a little clean and shine while you're back there? Meanwhile, as I'm trying to help these two gentlemen learn how to drive, I missed my exit. (laughs) Well, I was so worried about their driving techniques, I forgot to watch my own. Come on, admit it, you've done the same thing. And truth be told, we've all been the guy in front going too slow, and we've all been the guy in the back that's trying to go too fast. (laughs) And the problem is the same, actually, for all three drivers. We all miss our exit, so to speak, because we're not paying attention. That's not just true about driving. We miss our exit in life. Sometimes, simply because we're focused on the wrong things. We're focused on all the stuff the other guy is doing, when where we need to be focused is is on our own life. Peter had one of those missed my exit moments here in John chapter 21. You'll remember that that Jesus has had this conversation with Peter in which he has given Peter this very simple command for the rest of his life to feed his sheep. We looked at that a couple of weeks back. And he then, as we saw last week, indicated to Peter that, that this effort in his life, this following Christ in this way, would ultimately lead Peter to do what one day he had promised The Lord that he would do. Peter would, in fact, one day lay down his life for the Savior. That would have been a really good time for Peter to say, yes, Lord, and leave it at that. But Peter did what we so often do. Instead of simply following the Lord's command... Peter started to analyze it. He started to think about it. He started to wonder about it. And he wasn't really happy with what he saw. It seemed like he was getting the short end of the stick 
the raw end of the deal. So here's how the conversation continues in John 21, verse 20 is where we'll start this morning. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? The Gospel of John often uses this phrase, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Most scholars believe that John, who is writing this particular gospel, is referring to himself. And and out of uh, humility, he wouldn't even call out his own name in connection with anything uh, of of the Lord. He just felt like he had to name himself with this little phrase, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Peter, on the other hand, had no such qualms. He wanted to be up front and center in the Savior's work. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Peter's ability would lead, to lead, would be very important in the early church in the days ahead. So there's nothing wrong with either one of those kinds of mentalities as long as they're placed within the context of following Jesus. And that's where Peter gets himself into a little bit of a quandary Here, which he did sometimes, especially early on. Again, Jesus has confirmed Peter's commitment to him. He's told Peter to feed his sheep. He's told Peter that ultimately he would give his life for the Savior. That part really didn't seem to bother Peter all that much. I mean, you know, that would have been the part that would have bothered me. I I would have been, wait a minute, Lord, let's back this up a little bit. Let's talk this out. But, but not Peter. The, the part about giving his life for the Lord, again, that's what he promised Jesus that he would do. And I think Peter was, was resolute about this. He said, hey, if this is what it's going to cost, I'm okay with that. He'd failed the Lord once. He wasn't going to do it again. And that's a commendable job. Good job, Peter. If only he would have left it there. <laughs> Instead... He turns around and notices that John is following along, listening to this discussion that he's having with the Savior. And Peter thinks, you know, why isn't John minding his own business? Hey, John, this is a private conversation. Thank you very much. Go over there and pester your brother for a while. (laughs) But then Peter gets to thinking, wait a minute. Jesus just told me that I'm going to have to lay down my life for the cause. What about John? Does he get easy street while I'm down here in the trenches? Is he going to suffer like me or is he just going to get off scot-free? Then he looks at Jesus and he says, not not exactly in this way, but this is basically what he's telling the Lord. He's saying, wait a minute, Jesus, you need to make this disciple thing fair. Isn't that like all of us? Jesus tells us to do something, whether we read it in the Scripture or whether through prayer God leads us to uh, a ministry that He wants us to be in, someone He wants us to tell about the Lord, uh, something that that He wants us to do for the kingdom of God. (laughs) 
And immediately, we start looking around to see if anybody else is doing it. If they're doing it better, we get jealous. Or we want to try to prove that we can do it better than them. If they're doing it worse, at least in our estimation, we're very quick to point that out. Lord, see, you know, I may not be the greatest witness in the world, but I'm a lot better than that guy. (laughs) Here's the problem. There will always be, this side of heaven, someone that you can define as doing ministry better than you. And there will always be someone that you can define this side of heaven as someone who is doing ministry worse than you. The problem with that is, none of that matters. Jesus didn't tell you to do it better than that guy. And he didn't pat you on the head and tell you, well, at least you're doing it better than this other guy. He just told you to do it. Which is what Jesus tells Peter, only he does it much more eloquently than I just did. Here's what Jesus says to Peter in verse 22. Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Now notice Jesus, now for the fourth time in this conversation, he's actually said this many times before, but for the fourth time in this one conversation that he's had with Peter, he repeats the same command. Peter, follow me. Don't worry about comparing yourself to anybody. Don't worry about comparing yourself to John. You follow me. So Peter and all the other disciples, they finally get it. We're supposed to follow Jesus. doesn't matter what everybody else does. We just need to follow the Lord. And they finally go out and they do that. Well, not so much. Next verse, verse 23. Because of this, this conversation that Jesus is having with Peter. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Instead of focusing on what Jesus actually said, and instead of doing what Jesus actually commanded, and that was to follow Jesus, the other disciples start trying to figure out, well, I wonder if John's never going to die. Well, first of all, that's not what Jesus said. In fact, many scholars believe that John includes this statement in his gospel because there were still people around when he was writing this gospel later in the first century. This is decades after it occurred that there were still people that were saying, well, John, you know, he's never going to die. John knew that wasn't right, so he includes this in his gospel to say one more time, no, that's not what Jesus said. He didn't tell Peter that John wasn't going to die. What he told Peter was to follow Jesus. How did the disciples get so far off track? This seems to be a a very straightforward discussion. And again, Jesus says this four times. To Peter to follow me. 
How did they get so far off track with this to go from that to saying, well, John's never going to die? Or more to the point, how do we get off track so often? How do we keep focusing on the things that don't matter? Well, folks, you do that when you take your eyes off Jesus. We do that when we start analyzing his commands rather than following them. We do that when we start comparing ourselves to to someone else when what we should be doing is focusing on our own walk with the Lord. And we all do this. We all have a little bit of Simon Peter in us. We all struggle with, with keeping our focus on the Savior. We all struggle with comparing ourselves to others when we should be focusing on Jesus. So how do we get out of that cycle? Well, first and foremost, focus on Jesus. It's so simple, and yet it's so easy to get off track. It was easy for Peter. Standing there looking at the resurrected Savior with the mark of the nails in his hands, the mark of the spear in his side, Peter still struggled with this. It's deceptively easy for us to do it as well. So we need to do what Peter did and what he would eventually encourage other believers to do later on. Too much later, but later on, Peter would write a letter that we call 1 Peter. And in chapter 2 of 1 Peter, verse 1, Peter writes, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted the Lord is good. Peter finally gets it. And he wanted his fellow believers to get it, and through the Scripture, God wants us to get it too. Get rid of all the stuff in your life that distracts you from Jesus. The malice, the deceit, the hypocrisy, the envy, the the slander that is so easy to build up in our life. Well, how do we see that? You know, how do we make sure that we're, we're guarding ourselves from those things that are going to distract us from the Lord? Well, Peter says it here. Crave, desire, be passionate about obtaining the pure spiritual milk of Jesus. Immerse yourself in God's Word. And not just to read it, to listen to it, to let it wash over your life, to let it define all of the things that you think and all of the things that you do. Listen to God's Word. Fall in love with Jesus so much so that everything else looks stale by comparison. You see, a hungry person will eat anything. A hungry person will dive into a dumpster 
and eat whatever trash someone else has left behind. Because when you're hungry, you'll eat anything. So don't let yourself get hungry spiritually. Make sure that you are fully fed in the Lord. Study His Word daily. Spend time with Him constantly in prayer. Continue to listen for God's Holy Spirit as He guides you through life. As we mentioned earlier in the service, God's Spirit is here. He is with us. Maybe we ought to listen to Him. The more you focus on Christ, the less likely you'll be to miss your exit. (laughs) The more you focus on Christ, the less hungry you will be for the things of this world. the more you will be full of the things of God. So stop focusing on the guy in front of you. Stop focusing on the guy behind you. Focus on the one that you have made Lord of your life. Focus on Jesus. Heavenly Father, help us get this one right. And we need your help because it is so easy in this world to allow our focus to go somewhere else. To allow our focus to be on what everybody else is doing, to allow our focus to be on what's going on in the world around us, to allow our focus to be everywhere but on you. So God, this morning, help us. Turn our eyes on Jesus. Help us. To look full on His marvelous face. Lord, it is our prayer that the things of this world would grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Heavenly Father, that marvelous hymn reminds us of what we need to be doing constantly. To focus on Jesus. Help us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a moment, we're going to have a time of of invitation, and we invite you to respond to whatever God is doing in your life this morning. Uh, Now, ordinarily, we'd invite you to come up here to the front. Uh, We can't do that right now, but uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to do that. We're looking forward to that. But right now, we'll we'll continue to do this the way we've been doing. And that is, uh, very simply, if God is dealing in your heart this morning, we want you to have an opportunity to respond to Him. Because really, that's what this is all about. This is not just about having a meeting and getting together. We're here to to do business with God. So we invite you to do that this morning. And maybe for the first time, you've come to recognize your need for the Savior. For the first time, you realize, you know what? I've heard about God. I've read about Him. I've, I've talked to people about Him, but I don't really know Him. But you can. Because Jesus has made the way. This is the great thing. Jesus died on the cross for your sin to cleanse you completely. So that you, without shame, without guilt, could approach the very presence of God. Isn't that amazing? 
And all you have to do is receive what Jesus has already done for you. It's great. And we'd love to help you to do that. Help you see how simply by faith you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. Now there in the pew racks before you, you'll find a little white card. It's called a connection card. Just pull one of those out. Give us some contact information, a way that we can get in touch with you. And then you can write on the card, hey, I want to know more about how to follow Jesus. You've been talking about following Jesus. I want to do that. <laughs> Tell me what I need to do. Or there's a box there that you can actually text. Check that. I want to know about, more about following Jesus. And then as you leave this morning, you drop it in one of the baskets as you exit out of the auditorium. We'll be in touch with you this week to share with you how you can follow Jesus. Or maybe there's another way that God is speaking to your heart this morning. Maybe you're looking for a church home, and we would be thrilled to share with you how you can be a part of what God's doing here at National Heights. Again, there's a little box you can check there, or you can just write that on the card. There's some other opportunities as well. Or on the reverse side of that card, there's a place, if you've got a prayer request, something that, that you'd like us to pray about with you, we would be honored to pray with you in the days ahead. You just write that request down again, just drop that in one of the baskets, and we'll be glad to be praying with you in the week ahead. If you're watching us online, there's a digital way for you to do exactly the same thing. We have a digital form of that connection card on our website. Our website's nationalheights.org. The link is hello. And you can find that link on Facebook if you're watching us there. You can also find that link on our website just below where the video uh, is shown. And just follow that link and you'll have a place there where you can give us some contact information and then uh, indicate your decision to us or your prayer request. We invite you this morning to, to listen what God is calling you today. And we would give you the same admonition that Jesus gave to Peter that day. To follow him as we sing together.